Welcome to C. diff spores and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to the program, and thank you for joining us today on C. diff spores and more. And I am your co-host, Kevin Hirsch, and we would love to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare. Visit the Clorox Healthcare website at cloroxhealthcare.com to learn more about keeping environments safer with Clorox Healthcare. This is going to be a great show. And every time I'm your host, I always say this, grab your pencil and a pad because you're going to find some gold nuggets here. Because today's episode, we're going to be hearing directly from the two incredible professionals who created and published the book, Managing a C. difficile infection for patients, families, and caregivers. It's my pleasure to introduce to you our speaker for today, uh, C. difficile radio host and author, Nancy C. Corrala, and nutritionist Karen F. Factor. Welcome, Nancy and Karen. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you for being here today. And Karen will be joining us in the second segment. And I can't thank you enough for um, the great introduction. You know, yesterday you and I had the pleasure of hearing gastroenterologist Dr. Paul Feuerstadt talk in terms most, if not all, all of the global listeners can understand. And we have an audio um, tape, an audio clip right now that we would love to um, introduce to you. What I love about this audio is besides having aha moments, is that he, uh, Dr. Poirostat, talked about what a C. difficile infection is and how uh, it affects everybody across the globe. Uh, it, what was wonderful is that uh, Dr. Poirostat was out walking and taking his evening walk in his neighborhood, so don't mind <laughs> the crickets, yes? And, and, and we'd love to um, hear the, you know, play the audio at this time. Hi, my name is Dr. Paul Feuerstadt. What I'm going to be talking about today is a general overview of the pathophysiology of C. difficile and how it infects us. It's important that we remember that C. difficile is a bacteria, and that bacteria is rod-shaped. And there are two main phases of C. difficile infection, the spore phase and the vegetative phase. As a patient, the vegetative phase is the phase that we most often think about when we think about C. difficile because the vegetative phase releases small things, small proteins that cause changes in our bowels, specifically abdominal pain as well as diarrhea. Classically, the vegetative phase is susceptible to gastric acid and susceptible to alcohol-based hand sanitizers, things like Purell, meaning when the vegetative phase comes in contact with these things, it gets wiped out. Alternatively, the spore phase is a much more resistant phase. The spore phase is resistant to gastric acid and resistant to alcohol-based hand sanitizers. And this is why C. difficile spreads, because the spore phase can be swallowed, and when it gets swallowed, it goes into our intestine, it passes our stomach because it's able to survive the acid, And once it gets into our small bowel, it's able to convert from the spore phase to the vegetative phase, a process called germination. When that germination happens, the vegetative phase multiplies, divides, and multiplies some more as it builds an army of sorts as it heads towards the colon. But I'm a gastroenterologist, and I think the colon is a brilliant organ. And the colon is a brilliant organ because the colon has its own defense system 
independent of the bloodborne defense system that protects it. What is that defense system? Something called colonization resistance. What classically weakens colonization resistance? Antibiotics. The antibiotics that classically weaken colonization resistance include amoxicillin, ampicillin, clarithromycin, fluoroquinolones, and cephalosporins. We alter the microbiome or the bacteria in our gut, and by doing that, we create an environment that's more welcoming for the C. difficile to proliferate, and the C. difficile ultimately does proliferate. It grows, and when it grows, it releases those toxins and causes those changes to our bowel that cause abdominal pain and diarrhea. As we all participate and as we all understand C. difficile better, it will help clinicians and patients in the long term minimize the effects of C. difficile, minimize the incidence of C. difficile, and hopefully improve outcomes. You know, no, Nancy, if I can, I just want to add this to that tape. He spoke in words that we could all understand, didn't he? And, and, and it's really important to hear that while he's out for his walk. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he could explain it so much better than uh, a lot of us. So Mm -hmm. we really appreciated that. And, you know, Dr. Hoyerstedt's a leading gastroenterologist, um, especially in the C. difficile community. And he brings such insight to this. And, you know, individuals um, are at higher risk for uh, acquiring a CDI, which he went over. And You know, antibiotics are a big, big topic and a big reason why um, C. difficile is is provoked. Mm -hmm. It's a provoking thing. And um, patients who have weakened immune systems from ongoing illnesses and patients who have been in hospitals and long-term care facilities, our older generation, our seniors, and other patients who've had a CDI uh, earlier or in the past, and also taking medications that lower the amount of acid in the stomach, such as your proton pump inhibitors. So there's a lot to be said about C. difficile. And, you know, I really believe that Dr. Poirier covered the highlights of that. He did. And you know what's really important is no matter which stage of this journey you're in, you may be new to this. And it's, it's undiscovered country. It's like, oh, my God, what's next? And this explanation by Dr. Feuerstadt really helps us with that. But also... I'd have to say that your book, I read that book and I learned a lot about it. It spoke to me as if you cared for me and I really appreciated it. So Nancy, in your own words, would you tell us why you wrote the book for <laughs> our uh, for our listeners? Why Karen and I, you know, we work a lot together. We're, uh, everyone here at the CETA Foundation is a team and we, our goal is to help not only healthcare providers manage, you know, and learn and educate and advocate for the C. difficile infection and other healthcare acquired infections, but also the special audience, the special, you know, group of individuals, patients, families, and caregivers. Um, they're the ones who need the support, the understanding, the basics, and to really, you know, have a better understanding of what is the C. difficile infection? How did I get this? How do I manage this infection? And how do we get through this? So the we took the leading questions. You know, we, we take over 3,000 phone calls a year from patients, families, and caregivers on our, our hotline and through our office phone. And the number one question is, well, how long am I going to have this? 
You know, that is a really difficult question. We can't predict the length of time it'll take for any individual to get over or be treated for a C. difficile infection. Um, it's an individual case, person to person. Uh, it varies, and it greatly depends on the health of the individual, uh, how individuals are diagnosed with a C. diff infection. Um, they may be under the care of a healthcare provider to monitor and treat the infection from weeks to several months. So it's really hard to predict. But I can tell you that there isn't one patient that we've spoken to that has gone through and experienced the exact same symptoms, treatment, or recovery for this infection, including myself being a three-time C. diff survivor. Uh, I can tell you that, that between the first and the second infection, they were completely different. Uh, and so was the duration and the treatment. You know, Nancy, we're going to touch on that in another segment. But I do want to ask you is, when I read this book, I said I finished it right before these last pages, these blank pages, and we're going to talk about that later. I said, what a great tool. Would you consider this a tool for people who are just coming into CDIP and, and who are people who've had it? Absolutely. You know, that's what this is. This book is a tool. It helps uh, individuals and patients and family, the caregivers, um, have a better understanding. You know, it helps them uh, learn more about not only the infection, but the missing pieces like environmental safety. What's a clinical trial? What is the, mm -hmm. gut, the gut microbiome? So it really is the beginning, um, but it also is an important tool to help them. Oh, it's, it, it is. It touches on nutrition. It touches on hand hygiene. It touches on every aspect of this person's journey. And, and I think you said it before, you know, in your last statement, that uh, you can't predict how long someone's going to, um, to be in this phase. You can't. It's not mm -hmm. possible. However, uh, we can give people the tools and they can develop those tools. And we're going to be touching on those in segment three and four. I can't wait for that. And so that's, but we're going to be doing uh, nutrition in, in the next segment um, with Karen. Is there anything else you'd love to hear? Oh, oh, by the way, Nancy, I don't want to catch you off guard, but in segment three, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about your journey so you can share that with people so they see you just, just like they are. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. Thank you, oh. Kevin. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's always an honor to talk to you, Nancy. And is there anything else you would like to add to the value of the book and why you wrote the book? You know, over the past couple of years, the um, IDSA and SHEA, S -H -E -A, uh, they're both um, important societies. Disease Society of America is IDSA, and the Society of Healthcare Epidemiology of America, which is SHEA. Uh, they both collaborate and they write the guidelines um, that provide recommendations for the healthcare professionals who care for their adults and children. And it's a really important um, thing. You know, the guidelines are, are important. And this June uh, of this year, they have changed. And it was the perfect timing to release this book and also include the updated uh, guidelines for treatments. So, that's a really important thing also. And just to explain to patients that they're not alone. Uh, they're not alone going through this. Um, we understand because we've been there and done that. And this is really important to them. You know, and so important. And that what you just said, been there, done that. You know, we've heard the expression, um, you know, it takes a village. But you know what? It also takes a community. 
And when you're going through something really difficult like this at first, it's like it comes upon you like a wave. Remember, Nancy, when we were kids, the parents would take us to the beach. They should have said, we're going to teach you about life as a big wave hits us from behind and we get knocked over. It's mm -hmm. what you do next. And it's the tools and the knowledge that you start to accumulate through life that really gets you moving forward. But we're going to we're going to uh, take a break, if that's OK, Nancy. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're going to be coming back and we'll be reviewing nutrition in the next segment. Um, and as, as I always say, grab that pencil and grab that pan because uh, Karen uh, Factor is going to be speaking about nutrition right after the commercial break. So stay tuned. Get ready to welcome back Nancy Carella and nutritionist Karen F. Factor, creators of the book that we should all have, Managing a C. difficile Infection for Patients, Families, and Caregivers. Network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Join us for a special two-hour live online event taking place on Monday, November 1st, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. It's C. Diff Survivors Day, dedicated to survivors of C. Diff worldwide. Sign up now at cdiffsurvivorsday.com to register for free and join a variety of guest speakers and a chance to network with C. Diff survivors from all over. This live online event is sponsored by Series Therapeutics, leading the microbiome revolution. Register today at cdiffsurvivorsday.com and we'll see you online November 1st. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Join us on November 4th and 5th for the 9th Annual International C. diff Conference and Health Expo. This will be a live two-day online event dedicated to healthcare professionals worldwide. For conference details and to register, please visit the conference website at cdiff2021.com or the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org and plan ahead for next year when we look forward to meeting you in person on November 3rd and 4th, 2022 at the Boston Logan Hilton Hotel. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. 
Welcome back to the program, and thank you for joining us today. I'm your co-host, Kevin Hirsch, and it is my pleasure to reintroduce our guest author and CDF radio host, Nancy Corella, and co-author and nutritionist, Karen F. Factor, creators of the book, Managing a C. Difficile Infection for Patients, Families, and Caregivers. And so I'd love to talk about nutrition, and so I'm going to introduce Karen. So, Hi, Karen. Would you would you welcome to the Hi. show? And would you take a moment to Thank introduce you. yourself to our global listeners? Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm Karen Factor. I am the dietitian for the uh, C. Diff uh, Sports and More Foundation. And 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 Karen, what role does the dietitian play in the uh, patient's health care? Um, I am the chairperson of the wellness committee. Um, I'm trained in the science of nutrition and the practice of diet dietetics to design and provide medical nutrition therapy and other evidence-based applications of the nutrition care process that exemplify the profession's systematic approach to providing high-quality nutrition care. Oh, I love Basically, that. I, and you know, go ahead, continue, mm -hmm. please. And I, Basically, I provide medical nutrition therapy for disease prevention or management. I also uh, write recipes uh, for the um, website. I've written articles, and I also do recipes weekly for the app. And I believe I saw some recipes in the book. Am I correct? That's correct. He has them for the book. <laughs> <laughs> I love recipes. But look here, I just want to get back <laughs> to um, my, the questions that everyone wants to hear. Is in your first book, you and Nancy wrote Managing Meals Through a C. Diff Infection focused mainly on dietary planning. This new book, right. Managing a C. Difficile Infection for Patients, Families, and Caregivers, expands the, the support and information. Can you share, uh, Karen? how sure. this specific audience was chosen while writing the book. Okay. Basically, what it is, is we expanded to families and caregivers uh, to help them support their loved ones. Um, it doesn't, it also, this book does not talk about the, it doesn't, um, not, not only gives therapy for the initial diagnosis, like the first book, but also provides support at the end of a C. diff infection, when the diarrhea has been resolved, it also has a list of microbiome foods, which um, are foods basically that are fermented, like yogurt, tempa, sauerkraut, uh, which can prevent the C. diff infection from returning, pickles, pectin, um, as a fiber found in apples, kefir, uh, kombucha tea. So... Basically, like I said, we've expanded giving more microbiome foods, you know, uh, telling care, talking about the microbiome. There's any, it, it, that's pretty much, you know, that pretty much is what the difference is between the first book and the second book. You're a key member of this. Don't call me, sir. My daughter is the only person that calls me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so you are a key that's member right. of the Cedipacile Global Community Telesupport Network and host of a call-in mm, yes. support session on the third Saturday of each month, which is a fantastic mm -hmm. service, by the way. I love that. Can you explain how the mm -hmm. program provides support to the patients, the families, the caregivers battling a C. diff infection? Yes. It's, what it is, well, first of all, it's a complimentary program supported by donors who support the C. diff foundation. It's, it's a way of supporting, it's a vital component of supporting people who sometimes don't know what to eat 
or perhaps actually have been doing pretty well eating, but, you know, want, want to know if what they're doing is correct. Um, and in, in many cases, they, they do know what to eat. And they maybe have the book. I don't know. Some They have found the information. But some just say, I, I was not given any counseling. I don't know what to eat, so I counsel them. Um, I've been the chairperson of the Nutrition and Wellness Committee for the past seven years. I've spoken with hundreds of patients, family members, caregivers to help guide them through the dietary challenges of this infection. You know, this is this sounds just by your voice, Karen. It sounds like this is a passion of yours, and I just want to ask you something about your patients. Next, is do many of your patients you speak with every month also um, live with additional gastrointestinal diseases or disorders complicating their dietary needs, like IBS, IBD, Crohn's, what else, colitis? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. I mean, we get some with irritable bowel syndrome, colitis. We had somebody with gastric surgery, somebody with diverticulitis. Now, for some, they were healthy, other lives, some we got it. But uh, we do get some, yes, with um, other gastrointestinal problems. Um, I share the education information, provide the dietary, dietary support that they are in need of. Um, many sometimes come back to, uh, you know, the support session. I've had a lot of returnees to, to continue their journey. So, and it's also very complicated as to what to, what type of diet. It, a lot of it is. I say to people, "All right, let's see what you're eating." I go over the the information and I say, "See what you can tolerate." And sometimes people say, "I have no problem tolerating this uh, food," which that's reason on the list. But some people say, "No, no, I can't tolerate this. I can't tolerate that." I want to ask you: Is um, so everybody's different, basically? Is that about right? That's oh, absolutely. It, there's absolutely there's no one size fits mm-hmm. all. Oh yes, and now here's here's another question I have, um, because I've been making some notes while you've been speaking. If that's okay, at what oh, point should patients great. discuss? Yeah. At, well, what point should they discuss receiving a referral to an RD uh, for nutrition support uh, with their with their treating physician? Oh, immediately. Otherwise, they're at risk for developing malnutrition. I mean. Mm-hmm. Most of the people who call fall into malnutrition, uh, some, some want a clear liquid diet for three days when they shouldn't be on a clear liquid diet for any more than 24 hours. Um, they, they, have, they have lost a lot of weight. Um, you know, I get some who have said, I almost lost you know, 15, 20 pounds. Um, they have, and plus many, as, as, as we said before, have other comorbidities such as irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, cancer, respiratory infection, surgical, surgical site infections. So absolutely, immediately, they should be referred to a dietitian. But unfortunately, many are not, I'm sorry to say. I, I've, mm-hmm. now some have gone, some have um, uh, contacted dietitians on their own. Um I think there are some, I think I recall only a few who maybe refer to a dietitian. Most of the time they're not. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. And that's, and that's really important. You know, it's like, especially someone like yourself, you know, and, and when you just mentioned the, the clear liquid diet, uh, just so our folks know, there's more about clear liquid diets inside the book and it's really informative. I, I learned so much about it. Now I do like to ask you about a little bit about malnutrition that you just touched on. How long does it take? Yes. How long does it take for 
any one body to fall into malnutrition? Is it three days a week? Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Um, It can take three days to a month. Malnutrition is not black and white. There's, there's, um, you have those who are, are, my, have mild malnutrition, um, moderate and severe. And there are one, two, three, there are about seven things to look at. If you have, actually, no, sorry, it's uh, six to look at. The energy, how much calorie intake, how much weight loss, body fat wasting, muscle wasting, any presence of swelling or grip strength. Um, yeah, if you, if, if, if a person has two of, two of those criteria, then they're, they have a diagnosis of malnutrition. Mm. Um, it's, how can I put it? Like, for example, person, and it's, um, it also depends on whether you have an uh, acute illness or injury or chronic. Now, let's just say you've had weight loss, um, one to two percent in one week or five percent in one month or 7.5 percent in three months. Um, the first one, one to two percent in one week could be, con- could be considered mild and five percent in one month could be considered moderate or 75 percent in three months. And then you have, let's just say, you know, a, a dietitian or a doctor does a physical exam and you have maybe mild body fat wasting. Um, oh, right, right there, the person has malnutrition, and they may have just mild malnutrition with 1% to 2% of weight loss in one week. Or if, if calorie intake less than 75% of the estimated needs for greater than seven days, that right there is criteria for malnutrition. And then it's severe malnutrition if it's less than 50% of the estimated needs for greater than five days. So it's, there's just so many criteria to look at. Which is why an RD is so important. That's right. Absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah, many people, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, many people are just, I mean, some people with irritable bowel syndrome are counseled on low FODMAP diet. But with C. diff, just, unfortunately, as Nancy can tell you, many doctors didn't know about it and don't know what kind of diet to go on. And there was no C. diff diet. It's just trying to eat small meals throughout the day, staying away from foods that are high mm-hmm. in fiber, like whole wheat bread, uh, staying away from fruits and vegetables with some exception, like bananas, canned mm-hmm. fruit, and and melons. Um, you know you know what I love, Nancy? See. I mean, I'm sorry, Karen, that you're talking to me That's in, okay, in layman's term, that I'm beginning this journey, that I'm understanding it. And, and I'm getting so much information from you. And I, I will say that, unfortunately, I'm gonna, we're going to break for a commercial right now. And so um, okay. I can't thank you enough, Karen. Wow. It was just, yes. you, you, we were one-on-one with you. Thank you for that. And so, Nancy, Karen, thank oh, you yes. for sharing this important information right. with everybody, all our yes. global listeners. And right now we're going to pause for a commercial break. When we return, we're going to continue discussing why the book, Managing a C. difficile Infection for Patients, Families, and Caregivers, is an important tool for all of us. With our guests, Nancy Corella and Karen F. Factor. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to 
kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. We'd like to thank Faring Pharmaceuticals for being the global sponsor of the 5th Annual Global C. diff Awareness Walks. To register and for more information, visit cdiffwalks.com. We look forward to raising C. diff awareness with you on September 25th. The walks are available on demand, live streamed, and in person in Teaneck, New Jersey, Spring City, Pennsylvania, and Newport Ritchie, Florida. You can walk with us no matter where you are. Again, visit cdiffwalks.com. We thank Ceres Therapeutics for being the sponsor of the Patient and Family C. diff Symposium. Ceres Therapeutics has reported positive top-line results from the Pivotal Phase 3 Ecospore 3 study evaluating its investigational oral microbiome therapeutic SER109 for recurrent C. difficile infection. To learn more about Ceres Therapeutics, please visit their website at seriestherapeutics.com. That's S-E-R-E-S therapeutics.com. Join us on November 4th and 5th for the 9th Annual International C. diff Conference and Health Expo. This will be a live two-day online event dedicated to healthcare professionals worldwide. For conference details and to register, please visit the conference website at cdiff2021.com or the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org and plan ahead for next year when we look forward to meeting you in person on November 3rd and 4th, 2022 at the Boston Logan Hill Hotel. If you miss the live broadcast of C. diff spores and more, we invite you to listen at your leisure. In addition to the on-demand show on Voice America Health and Wellness, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Take us with you worldwide. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm your co-host, Kevin Hirsch, and we are um, connecting today with author and C. diff radio host, Nancy Kerala, and also uh, nutritionist and co-author. Uh, Karen F. Factor, and they created the book, Managing a C. difficile Infection for Patients, Families, and Caregivers. Now, the last segment, we talked about nutrition. Nancy, I've got some questions for you. So, Nancy, and when, Nancy when Karen talked about nutrition in the last segment, she talked about clear diet, um, and she really shared what, what a, a, a journey might look like with nutrition, and she touched a little bit on hygiene but I'd love to touch just a little bit more on hand hygiene and how that plays a journey with our, with our C. diff. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. And yes, hand hygiene uh, is a huge infection prevention uh, around the globe in every instance. It's not just for C. diff, it's for every pathogen, all the germs. Uh, and in chapter two of the book, uh, we've actually outlined practice and infection prevention. Hand washing is what we used to call it. Now it's hand hygiene. Uh, it's the universal practice, uh, effective in every setting for every family member, every healthcare worker, every visitor and patient. 
it's everyone benefits from practicing good hand hygiene. I know it's mentioned a couple of times in the book, <laughs> but that is because it is so important. Do you know during the COVID-19 pandemic, the uh, C. difficile infection rate actually declined uh, along with a few other home, you know, healthcare infection, healthcare required infections. It's because what were we, what was everyone doing? What is everyone still doing? We are washing our hands. We are using hand sanitizer. We are following protocols in the hospital, out of the hospital, in home health, in every setting. Everyone is more conscious about hand washing and about using hand sanitizers because the viruses, you know, you can you touch it, the virus, the pathogens, the germs, they're on your hands. We don't want to share this virus with anybody. We don't want to acquire it. So we can actually say, first time, the infection prevention hand hygiene protocols are literally being strictly adhered to. And we applaud everybody for doing that. And, you know, it, it's working. Yeah, that was my crash course into hand hygiene was COVID. And I never washed my hands so much. And I'm thrilled. To, I, I have not gotten my annual flu. And that's my case. I usually get the flu in February. And, hey, I was just quite fine this year. And, you know, and, and, I, and me personally, I'm going to say that, yeah, by taking care of myself and being conscious of hand hygiene, that really helped a lot. But when, when Nancy, when you talk about hand hygiene and when you talk about this book and I'm reading your words in this book, it sounds like you're talk, talking from experience. Are you comfortable sharing a little bit with us? Okay. Experience about the C. About diff your, infection? The experience about your, your journey regarding hand hygiene and how that may have played a role in your um, C. diff journey. Well, as you know, Kevin, if we knew then what we know now, things would certainly have been a lot different. Um, you know, back 13 years ago was the first C. difficile infection. Um, we have come such a long way in such a short amount of time. Uh, we still have a long way to go, no doubt. But we do know that, yes, I mean, hand hygiene is very effective. Um, when do we wash our hands? We wash our hands before patient care, before entering a patient's room, before we exit a patient's room, before we actually sit down to eat uh, a meal, you know, before we handle food to prepare a meal. Uh, and of course, before exiting a restroom and before providing treatments uh, after changing diapers uh, and when you, after you've been out shopping to the gym at an outpatient center at a medical office, we want to wash your hands. Uh, and when you get home after shopping, you know, or even anytime your hands are dirty, you know, or visibly soiled, you know, you of course, if you've been gardening, you want to wash <laughs> your hands. Yeah, right. I'm guilty. So, guilty as charged. <laughs> I know. You love the garden. I know. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just it's just simple. But yet so many times we just don't think about it, you know, and you heard Dr. Feuerstadt. There's the vegetative stage of C. difficile and the spore phase. The spore phase is not going to when uh, the spore does not 
uh, die upon using a, a hand sanitizer. So don't use an alcohol-based gel. You know, if, if there's spores, you know, could be, you know, a, a, on a contaminated surface. However, vegetative phase, now we don't know which phase. And I knew you were going to ask me that. Like, well, why <laughs> do we know which phase we're in? We don't. So what you want to do is just wash your hands. And that, that'll take all the guesswork out of it, right? Exactly. And I'm going to rewind all the way back to the beginning of the show where I asked you, do you feel this book is a tool? I've picked up several tools. I'm getting a toolbox going here. One is the, the book. Another one is talk to a registered dietitian. And another one that we can all do is, and it's not lip service, wash your hands. Exactly. It, is, it is huge. It makes a huge difference. And that all puts us into a sense of control. And, and we're going to touch a little bit on that later on. But, but here's something that you've done. And it's, it's something that we can all do is with your journey that you've been on, and I'm, and, and I'm a health coach and I'm always positive and always looking for the learn and everything. Mm -hmm. And I would say from knowing you, Nancy, from, for many years that you're just not surviving, that you're actually thriving. Would you agree to that? Absolutely. Thriving and Kevin, if you don't mind taking a moment to explain to our global listeners the difference between surviving and thriving. Yeah, and, and you know, I get, I get asked that a lot. And if you were to say, um, what is the difference between surviving and thriving? And um, I've got a word that, that you and I put together last night, only to find out it's pretty common, and I'll share that in a second. It's, if you were to survive, it means that you're going to continue to live or exist, especially um, in, in spite of uh, danger or hardship. Now, you could be a cancer survivor. You know, you can, you can survive trauma, right? But when you're thriving, it means that you're, you are prospering. Um, you're, you are looking for the learn. You're growing. You're supporting people. You are um, taking your life and running with it. And so when you're thriving, you're taking what you've been given and you're making something out of it beyond surviving. And so when we were talking last night about today's show, what we did was we, we said, you're serve thriving and the, you know, S-U-R thriving. And it's like, wait a minute, we can't be that original. And we looked it up all over the Internet. Wow. There's so many people sir thriving and it mm -hmm. is exciting. And I can't tell you enough that, that whether you're a caregiver, um, you're a patient, you're a family member, encourage people, no matter what they're doing, to thrive. Because you know what? It's important. Yeah, and that's, that's the difference. Does that answer your question, Nancy? <laughs> Absolutely. That was amazing, by the way. I, I mean, to take a word and look it up, <laughs> never believed that it was out there. So, you know, and, and you being used in so many different situations. So that was interesting. But yes, you're, you're so right. You know, um, and we've actually a lot of us C. diff survivors, which will be November 1st is C. diff survivors day now. Uh, mm -hmm. And the proclamations uh, are already in motion. So what we are paying um, homage and dedicating November 1st to the seat of survivors who yeah. have, you know, continued and are living and existing, but they are, they're thriving and they're moving forward and they have turned lemons into lemonade. Mm 
And mm-hmm. that's something that all of us are doing together. You know, it, it, this reminds me of, um, it was a woman that I know. Um, she's still, she's, she lives in my town and she had cancer and she had that, this was, this goes back about uh, almost a year and she had a bandana on her head and she had that face, you know, that face that, that some people have, they're smiling on the outside, but they're crying on the inside, that kind of a face. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the face she had. Nancy, I'm, I'm actually tearing up right now thinking about her because I saw her the other day and she had a little hair going on. She was standing up straight and the joy that was in her eyes. And I said, I've got to hug you right now. And she said, no, I needed that hug. And because you know what? She is not just surviving. She's thriving and she's inspiring people and she's making it different for others. She's supporting folks and she's creating something more with her life. And that's really where it comes in. And I think I mentioned to you yesterday, Nancy, that if you're feeling down about something, one of the best things that you can do is go support somebody else. Go be there for them. So the folks mm-hmm. who have C. diff, the folks who have it, just like you, Nancy, look what you've done. Um, you're, you are such an inspiration to me that, that you've run with this. You've taken what was given to you. you you've, you've worked with it. You've fought it. You've, you've built it into something that says, I can help so many people who weren't there to help me, but I'm there to help them. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about Nancy. So if, if we can, you know, anything, would you like to add anything to that before we break for our commercial? I do. I'd like to just say that you don't need a platform to make a change and to you know make a purpose uh, and have a purpose. And you don't have to have a title, you know, to make a difference. So, and that's one thing that we, all of us here at the CETA Foundation, you know, um, we work together and we don't do, you know, people say, oh, well, you're this and you're that. No, see, I'm just a volunteer. I'm another volunteer. And mm-hmm. we are, we're 100% volunteers, and, and but this is the passion, and this is what we do, because as you said, Kevin, the number one reason we're here is to help others, um, to not only learn and to educate and advocate, but to also, you know, help them navigate through the C. difficile infection and, and beyond. I mean, because no. even post-infection, you know, they they continue to need our help. And as I wipe the tear from my eye, um, because I love you so much, Nancy, you're incredible. Um, we're going to pause for a commercial break. And when we return, we're going to conclude our discovery of the book, Managing C. difficile Inspection, excuse me, uh, for patients, families, and caregivers with author Nancy Corella and co-author and nutritionist Karen F. Factor. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to these messages from our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare. <music> Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. We thank Faring Pharmaceuticals for being the sponsor of the January 28, 2022 C. diff patient, family, and caregiver live online symposium. To learn more about Faring Pharmaceuticals, please visit faringusa.com. Join us on November 4th and 5th for the 9th Annual International C. diff Conference and Health Expo. This will be a live two-day online event dedicated to healthcare professionals worldwide. 
For conference details and to register, please visit the conference website at cdiff2021.com or the CDIF Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org and plan ahead for next year when we look forward to meeting you in person on November 3rd and 4th, 2022 at the Boston Logan Hilton Hotel. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products, EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes, trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Join us for a special two-hour live online event taking place on Monday, November 1st, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. It's C-Diff Survivors Day, dedicated to survivors of C-Diff worldwide. Sign up now at cdiffsurvivorsday.com to register for free and join a variety of guest speakers and a chance to network with C-Diff survivors from all over. This live online event is sponsored by Series Therapeutics, leading the microbiome revolution. Register today at cdiffsurvivorsday.com, and we'll see you online November 1st. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean, dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to our closing segment of today's informative episode on managing a C. difficile infection for patients, families, and caregivers with author Nancy Corrala and co-author nutritionist Karen F. Factor. And I'm Kevin Hirsch, your host for today. Nancy is, uh, is with us, and she's going to be talking a little bit more. Here we go. Uh, Nancy, it's our last segment. We talked about the importance of support, the importance of nutrition, the importance of hand hygiene, hand washing. Uh, can, now can we talk a little bit of the importance about creating a plan, um, a path, uh, a sense of being or actually being in control? Absolutely, Kevin. Thanks so much for the opportunity. And, you know, there is a plan. Uh, and each individual holds the key to their to the door to open up to create a plan and a path after, not only during the infection, but post C. diff infection. And we've left uh, a number of blank pages in the back of the book. I love, uh, I love, I'm going to interrupt you. I love this part of your book. Okay. I love this part that you're about to talk about. Go ahead, Nancy. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're enthused. <laughs> I am. I enjoyed this book. Like, well, oh, I'm wow. glad. And, you know, I have to say this past week we have you know, we've heard really positive uh, feedback from patients and caregivers who have uh, acquired and, you know, received the book. 
And, you know, journaling. Kevin, you know how much, how important journaling is and sure. how to use this book as a tool, you know. And journaling and, and keeping notes, you know, it's so important. Um, in the back of the book, there are it says notes on the top of the page, but there are like 12, 14, 16 pages of blank blank pages. So, you know, if you attend a, a, a complimentary uh, support session, either with Karen or the physicians or the caregiver, you may want to jot down some notes, um, something that Karen says for to help you manage your dietary intake. You may want to write how you feel the day and put a date. You know, everything that you t write down in the back of the book, you can share when you go see your physician and you can say, look, here was, here's the past couple of weeks. This is what I've gone through. This is exactly what helps them to help you. It helps the doctors love to see the journal and, and written down because it helps them get an overview. They haven't been with you for two weeks. So to have that information in front of them helps them understand your journey, what you're going through the past two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever, how many days it's been. But it, it does help um, any physician or healthcare provider you're, you're being treated and cared for by. Uh, it also takes you forward because from there you can say, okay, I have a goal for today. My goal is to get out of this bed and walk 50 feet. That's it. My goal is mm -hmm. to you know, try something new today. Let's try sitting up in the chair for 20 minutes every two hours. You know, and write down your goal. If you don't make it, you can make a note. <laughs> that was impossible today. <laughs> we call we call those we call those smart goals. And and audience, please do look up the acronym SMART goal. You're gonna learn a lot from that. And and I'll tell you, the, your goals, they're realistic and they're attainable. Mm -hmm. All right. And so sitting up, walking 50 steps, that's really important to write that down. Something mm -hmm. you can attain. Don't sell yourself short. Just push yourself just a little bit into your com out of your comfort zone, just a little bit, and grow with that. And and what what I do, Nancy, is when I have clients um, create a journal, the first thing I ask them to write is put the date down. And the first thing I write is, how do I feel? How do I want to feel? What do I want to do today? What do I want to accomplish today? I also ask them to write down, what did you eat today? What did you drink? And in this, in the case of C. difficile, would you, would you also include um, how many times I use the lavatory? Anything else that you would include in your journal? Uh, that's exactly. I mean, I, I, I had a year and a half's worth of journals, and I can tell you right now, it was the top of every page. I don't want to feel like this anymore. Mm -hmm. I, you know, my goal was to, you know, have the antibiotic or the medication I was taking, you know, hoping it would work and not have another recurrence. And, you know, what did I eat? Was I able to tolerate, you know, a piece of bread? Uh, and of course, you know, elimination. You know, my goal was to hopefully not visit the restroom more than 20 times in that one day. Mm -hmm. Some days that was possible. Some days it was utterly impossible. You know, another goal for C. diff survivors and C. diff infection patients is, you know, trying not to have uh, an emergency. You know, trying to keep hydrated. Um, don't wait to call the physician if you are, you know, feeling, you know, dehydrated and having a rough day. And if pain, there's no such thing as I'm in pain and I can live with it. No, 
you call the physician, you call who was caring for you, you tell them that you're in pain, you know, and you no one should have to live in pain. But that's exactly, Karen, that's, those are the kind of notes that I, re I remember putting in my journal. Yeah, and that journal is also gives you accountability and it makes it real. It takes it out of the imagination and, and puts it down. And that, that that part of that process, I mean, let's, let's face it, when we were kids, we talked about a diary. But you know what? It wasn't, it, I, I don't think that was framed right. I think that an important part of, of being a grown up is to write down a journal and create that. And you're basically, you're creating your story. And this mm -hmm. book, we keep talking about the book. We've yet to mention how many pages. All of this information that we've been talking about is within 77 pages, and it is a day read, if that long. It's a two-hour read for some, maybe an hour, because mm -hmm. you know what? The, all the tools that are in here, and you know what? And, and I got to believe, Nancy, you wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for, for your experience and how you want to support others around you. Absolutely. You know, I have to tell you something, Kevin, before we close the show, and I want everyone to understand, <laughs> I don't want to cry. But the most important version of this book, we um, had, a, had it narrated by a gentleman, um, and he did an amazing job. It, he actually, it's engaging, it's soothing. His voice is so soothing. But it's the audible, the audible version, because I can remember who has, and a lot of our patients, families, and caregivers know, you're exhausted. The last thing you can do is hold a book and read. So the audible mm -hmm. version is amazing and you know, that's available. Uh, it's available on <clears throat> amazon.com. It's available through Kindle. Uh, it's available through the book patch Barnes and Noble. And if you can attain the book, then please call us at the CDF foundation at 727-205-3922. And we will make sure that you get a copy. Okay, Nancy, you are such a survivor. You know, that what you're just talking about, I'm just getting chills just thinking about how you're supporting people and, you know, and, and people doing clinical trials. That's a way of supporting people. It's, it's huge and it really helps you move forward. Oh, thanks. Goodness gracious. Thanks, Kevin. Okay, so and we're going to be closing the show, Nancy. As I, as I, and I can't wait to see you them someday soon. I'm up north, Nancy's further south. We're going to get together again soon. But so, look, here we go. So, thank you for joining us today, everybody, on Seed of Spores and More. Karen and Nancy, wow. Thank you for sharing your personal journey. And if, I'm, and, if I, and if I may, you're both survivors. I mean, I just love this. And we're so grateful for your dedication and research and development. Uh, community not only changes lives, but it saves lives worldwide. So, at this time, the members of the CETA Foundation would like to thank Ferring Pharmaceuticals for being a global sponsor, Sears Pharmaceuticals for being a diamond sponsor, Pfizer for being a gold sponsor, Acurex Pharmaceuticals, and Merck for being silver sponsors of this year's fifth annual Global C. diff Awareness Walks taking place on September 25th. For more information, please visit the C. diff Foundation website, www.cdifffoundation.org. That's with three Fs, C. diff foundation.org or cdiffwalks.com. November 1st is C. diff Survivors Day, as Nancy mentioned before. Join us online November 1st for a free live online symposium from 1 to 3 p.m. and visit C. diff Foundation's website for more information and to register. November 4th through 5th, 
2021 is the ninth annual International C. diff Conference and Health Expo live online, the two-day event. Registration is complimentary this year. Thank you very much. And to learn more about this event, please visit the cdifffoundation.org and cdiff2021.com. Our thanks to Sirius Pharmaceutical for being the diamond sponsor, Faring Pharmaceuticals for being the platinum sponsor, Acurex Pharmaceuticals for being the audio sponsor with the gold, silver, and bronze sponsors of this year's conference. We look forward to seeing you online in November. To learn more about clinical trials, very important, focus on C. diff infections and recurrent C. diff infections, prevention and treatments, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website, cdifffoundation.org. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, that's 1 p.m. Eastern Time, for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. 